America's film industry has always been plagued by issues of racial discrimination, inaccurate storytelling, and a distinct lack of diversity both on screen and behind the camera. But these issues were especially bad in the early days of Hollywood. In the 1960s, one young black girl growing up in Martinique decided that she couldn't just wait for the industry to change. She was going to change it herself. Born in 1958 in Martinique, Uzan Palsy grew up with a passion for film. On many occasions, she would go to children's film screenings during the day and then sneak out to accompany her parents to evening screenings when she was meant to be in bed. These evening showings introduced Palsy to more gritty content than the lighthearted children's movies and she fell in love with the way that film could tell a story in such an impactful way. Palsy spent her childhood devouring movies by filmmakers such as Alfred Hitchcock and Fritz Lang. And even as a child, one thing stuck out to her, the way that black people like herself were depicted on screen. Despite the joy that movies brought her, she was often left with a feeling of lingering sadness as the credits rolled, unable to understand why people like her were not represented accurately on screen. For a determined child, there was only one solution. At the age of 10, Palsy declared that she would grow up to become a filmmaker, and when she grew up, she would make changes in the industry herself. As a teenager, others began to recognize Palsy's talent for telling stories through songs and poetry. While attending a local college, she performed a regular poetry program on a local TV channel, which led her to directing her first film, a drama entitled The Messenger, which told the story of a banana plantation worker by showcasing the relationship between a young girl and her elderly grandmother. Like so many great filmmakers before her, Palsy's first feature film, Sugar Cane Alley, was born in the city of Paris. Just like in The Messenger, Palsy wanted to showcase the lives of ordinary black people, representing them on the big screen in a way that she had longed for as, an, as a child. When remembering the production of Sugar Cane Alley, Palsy later said, I fought so hard to get that movie made because so many people didn't want to make it. But Palsy has always been determined and her fight to produce Sugar Cane Alley was a success. The low budget film was released in 1983 and followed the perspective of a boy living on a sugarcane plantation in the 1930s Martinique, using his stories to convey themes of colonialism, race and class. Despite its low budget, controversial subject matter and palsy being relatively unknown in the industry, Sugarcane Alley achieved incredible and completely unanticipated success, collecting a total of 17 awards internationally. This included winning France's Academy Award equivalent, the César Award, the Venice Film Festival Silver Lion, and the World Fest Houston International Film Festival's Special Jury Award. Legendary actor and filmmaker Robert Redford was so deeply impressed by Sugarcane Alley and 
he invited Palsy to the Sundance Director's Lab in 1984. With her breakout success in her first feature film casting a spotlight on her new work, Palsy directed her next film, A Dry White Season. She was willing to take risks to tell a story that could truly change the world. Based on the book by the same name, A Dry White Season showcased the Soweto riots, apartheid, and complex social change movements taking place in South Africa. Produced by MGM, the film knocked out another milestone for Palsy. She was the first black woman to direct a film produced by one of Hollywood's major studios. But this wasn't what mattered to Palsy. The most important part of working with MGM was the freedom and support they gave her. Like Palsy, MGM was passionate about accurately telling the stories of the apartheid, even if it was uncomfortable to watch or risky to film. Later, Palsy emphasized how helpful the support from MGM was in her filmmaking process. Quote, MGM gave me everything that I wanted and they let me make the movie that I wanted to make. Everything I asked for, my producers would have to fight for that. I did not have to fight for that. Palsy was completely committed to authenticity in her filmmaking and made a risky decision to ensure the story she told was as accurate as possible. She traveled to South Africa to gain more first-hand information about the riots. Knowing that she was risking her life if she was caught by the Secret Services, Palsy spent her time in South Africa undercover as a recording artist. Quote, Mandela was still in jail, and the South African police were killing people like flies. But that would not stop me. The studio was very aware of that, and they protected me. Acclaimed actor Marlon Brando, who had been retired for almost a decade at the time, was so impressed by Palsy's morals and commitment that he agreed to act in the film for free. This made Palsy the only female to direct Brando, and when his supporting role in A Dry White Season was Oscar-nominated, she also became the first black director to have an actor nominated for an Academy Award. While Palsy was so passionate about social justice and activism. She also possessed a lively and upbeat love for storytelling through film. She leveraged this in 1992 for the film Simeon, where she showcased her love for Martinique through the lens of a comedic musical. Set in Paris and the Caribbean, Simeon was almost a complete 180 from the previous subject matter of Palsy's films, but the love for her history and where she had come from shone through. Following Simeon, Palsy continued to broaden her range, directing Ruby Bridges for Disney, telling the story of the first child to desegregate an all-white public school in Louisiana. The true story of Ruby Bridges, who went on to become an activist in her adulthood, is a key milestone for boundary-breaking in segregated America, and it was a story that Palsy was passionate about sharing. The film successfully reached a varied audience after Bill Clinton introduced it from the White House and Ruby Bridges went on to win four awards. Palsy continued to produce films that shone a spotlight on major social crisis and racial injustices across the world. The Journey of Dissidents, The Bridges of Bourbon Island, and The Killing Yard as just a handful of celebrated examples. Palsy's legacy is ongoing, with her work remaining relevant today as the world continues to go through social and political changes. The Museum of Modern Art 
highlighted Palsy in 2011 by creating the first retrospective of a black woman filmmaker at the MoMA. Yet another milestone for her career. Sugarcane Alley was screened in the Cannes classic series, selected as a masterpiece of the century, and is still studied today in universities and colleges across America and internationally. It's not just a film that gives us a glimpse into history. It's a mirror that can offer insight into the world today, allowing audiences to learn about the present by examining the past. From a young age, Palsy saw something in that was lacking on screen and put in the hard work throughout her life to be the change she wanted to see in the industry. Not only did she break barriers in the film industry, which opened countless doors for both black directors and women in the industry as a whole, but she also committed wholeheartedly to authentically place authenticity throughout her career. Whether this was a focus on using non-professional actors in Sugarcane Alley and inviting them to live on the film set for two months alongside all of of their livestock or flying actors from South Africa to London to Zimbabwe to work on a dry white season, Palsy's work delivers an experience that feels real. She created the change from inside of the film industry, setting a movement for authenticity and on-screen diversity in motion, and that movement is continuing to grow today. A famous quote from Palsy is, with my camera, I try to heal the wounds created by history. Throughout a career spanning almost half a century, there's no doubt that she has succeeded at that aim. But that's not all. Through her filmmaking, Palsy has lovingly preserved the history of Martinique while becoming a treasured part of film history herself. And this is one of the probably the most impactful directors and underrated directors of all time and of course for Women's History Month I do want to salute her and tell you all to again check out her work like many other artists that I'll be doing uh, solo episodes about and on that note make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast or on YouTube Apple Podcasts and Spotify also visit the site visualintonations.com See you on next episode. Peace.